Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are indeed listening to Coaches on a Mission, the podcast for values-driven coaches who want a business you're really proud of. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded before we changed the name of the show to Coaches on a Mission. So you're gonna hear a reference to the Six Figure Coach podcast. Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive. So I hope you enjoy and thanks again for tuning in. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and today's episode, I get to hop into the client chair and I'm a little bit nervous. I invited Tyler McCall in because he is one of the coolest Instagram experts I know, and I wanted his help showing me how to basically get over myself and get over my own excuses so that I can become more consistent and more authentic on Instagram stories in particular. So a little bit about Tyler. He's a business and Instagram marketing strategist for online business owners and digital entrepreneurs. Tyler focuses on using Instagram and social media to tell stories, to build relationships, and convert followers to fans, drawing from his 10 years of experience in nonprofit marketing and community organizing. So since 2015, Tyler has taught thousands of entrepreneurs how to start, grow, and scale their online businesses. He's the founder of the Follower to Fan Society, which is an online Instagram marketing training program. It's awesome, by the way. He's also the founder of the Online Business Association, the first and only professional association for online business owners and digital entrepreneurs. Okay, so Tyler is based in Asheville, North Carolina, where he lives with his husband, Eric. When he's not coaching or teaching, he does enjoy a good target run and road trips that he documents on his Instagram stories. They are awesome. So be sure to check out Tyler's free Instagram masterclass. It's called How to Sell More Programs, Products, and Services on Instagram Without Obsessing Over Your Follower Count or Posting Every Day. You can watch that class. It's fantastic. You can watch it over at tylerjmccall.com slash free. We'll also put a link in the show notes. Okay, like I said, I am a little bit nervous, but... I feel like I'm in good hands, so let's get into it. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and this is the show to listen to if you're a coach and you want the freedom, the confidence, and the impact that comes with a six-figure business. Each week, we'll discuss tangible strategies, simple systems, plus the juicy inner work to help you make more money and help more people. So thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Tyler, welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I am so grateful that you're jumping in with me today and excited to dive in and talk about Instagram. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. When you reached out and invited me, I felt so honored. And I honestly, Dallas, love any chance I get to like chat with you, learn about you, chat about life, business, any of those things. I feel like we're kindred spirits from like some other time or something. Yeah, we met at a mastermind event and I feel like I got lucky. We were doing that storytelling exercise, like writing copy through that particular lens and we got to be partners. Yeah. Um, and so I felt like I got to know you intimately really, really quickly. And that was just a fun, such a fun weekend, but a really fun exercise for me. For sure. Yes. Yeah. I feel like, and this is related actually to what we're going to talk about today, yeah. but I feel like 
that exercise revealed to me the value of practicing vulnerability and transparency in our marketing. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, I feel that that is something you're so good at doing and something I really admire you for is showing all parts of you and creating a connection with everyone who happens to scroll through their feed and see your face. So I'm hoping I can learn from you today because you're such a great example of what it means to be a public figure and be a real person at the same time. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And and I found like that is, that's kind of been one of like my secret powers, I think, to, mm-hmm. um, or superpowers, I should say, um, to growing my business pretty quickly is a lot of that like focus on real conversations and real connections. So yeah, I'm excited yeah. to chat about it. Me too. Me too. Before we do, I spent some time this weekend watching a free masterclass all on Instagram that you teach. And yeah. I want everyone listening to stop, push pause for a second and go and check out this masterclass because uh, it was, I just had one of those experiences where I'm sitting there nodding my head, right? Like saying amen and encouraging you because everything you taught me made so much sense. And it simplified a lot of the, how it simplified for me a lot of the ways I was making Instagram marketing complicated. So can we just plug your masterclass straight out of the gate here? Can you tell our listeners a little bit about it and where they can go and, and watch? Yeah. Uh, so this is a free class that I've put together based on my nearly five years of experience of marketing businesses and brands on Instagram and teaching other entrepreneurs and business owners how to do it themselves. So it's all about how to sell more of your programs, products, and services on Instagram and how to do it with less followers than you think you probably need. The number of followers you have right now is the right amount of followers. How to do that without having this picture perfect, always on brand feed that you may feel like you have to have. And how to do it in a really genuine way that's true to you and your business. And it's about a little over an hour long. And during the class, I'm going to walk you through what I call the follower to fan framework, which is my complete seven-step Instagram marketing system. And this is what we teach our clients inside of our membership community, the follower to fan society. And really the goal for this class and inside of follower to fan as well is for you to learn how to create your own custom Instagram marketing strategy that's specific to your brand. So I'm not giving you like fill in the blank and use someone else's words. I'm not telling you to push this button and flip this switch and do what someone else said. I'm teaching you what all the buttons and switches do. So you know how to actually use them for your business. So you can go to tylerjmccall.com slash free pick a time that works for you. It's a, an on-demand class. So there's times happening every, all day, every day. So you can pick a time that works best for you and tune in. That's great. And we'll put a link in the show notes as well. But that's what I loved about the class was it gave me enough of a framework that I could then just be creative and let yes. ideas flow instead of trying to plug into the right system, which just yeah. doesn't really open up much space for my own creative expression. So thank You're you. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Great. So I need to let everyone know how this episode is going to go because when I created the Six Figure Coach podcast, I had one clear intention, which was to take people behind the scenes and create a vulnerable connection with our listeners. I think as an, when you have an online business and especially as a coach, there's this pressure to have all the answers and to do things right. So we perceive that everybody out there has all the answers and they're doing things right, which is... <laughs> It's the lie. Um, So I thought it'd be fun instead of just doing a, a, an interview where you're teaching 
for me to step into the role of the client and receive coaching from you around a legitimate obstacle I face in my business that your expertise meet. So that's what we're up to today. And I'm excited to be your client. Should we dive in? You want to hear my big problem? Let's do it. (laughs) Tell me. Okay. So I see the power of Instagram. I'm sold on that. I definitely have had periods where my pretty feed checkerboard, right, really mattered. And we spent a lot of time slaving over copy and overthinking images. And that wasn't working. And underneath all of that, I found that I was hiding behind a pretty feed because I have some fears and trepidation around privacy for my daughter. Yeah, totally. Well, I first want to like, I want to totally respect the perspective you have on privacy and the values you have for creating that environment for your daughter. And I think that's 1000% fair. And that's your, that's a clear line that you've drawn in the sand for what you're going to do on social media. So there's no debate around that or no arguing that point. And I hope folks who are listening can also hear that they're like, that's, that's, that's a, a, a value for you. And there's no like, well, because Dallas said that, then, you know, this is what I'm thinking about, you know, her and social media and all this stuff. So I just want to get that out of the way. Um, What do you think will be possible for you on Instagram if you do create more of these kind of genuine, true Instagram stories consistently? What do you think would open up for you on Instagram? Oh, that's such a great question. Thank you. I feel, so one of our company values is helping everyone know that we see them and we hear them and we appreciate them. And that's something that I definitely practice inside the Six Figure Coach Club. And I just feel myself not practicing it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I think the value would be me feeling a deeper connection to the the coaches in my world who may not be in my paid program. Um, And that is even more important to me than driving more traffic or making more money or finding more clients. That's like icing on the cake, but I am experiencing that connection gap and I'm craving it. Yeah, that's really good. And I want to, I just want to take a little bit of a sidestep and just kind of share, like I've been doing a lot of uh, digging into understanding what leadership looks like as an online business owner as of late, um, because the current environment kind of forces us to think about what it means to be a leader. So many of us are self-appointed leaders, but we don't want any of the responsibility that comes with leadership. Um, And what you're talking about is, I I like to think of it as there's four different levels or layers of leadership for online entrepreneurs. There's self-leadership, which is the mindset, the accountability, the integrity. There's team leadership. And I think most people think it stops there. Oh, I lead a team. But as online entrepreneurs, we then have client or customer leadership, which you were talking about, you do really well and then community or audience leadership. And then that sounds like the area where you feel like maybe you're lacking a little bit in terms of the connection through that leadership lens. Is that true? A hundred percent. Yes, that's a hundred percent. Do you feel like there, because I've seen what you're doing and, and, and it, from the outside, it, it seems like you're a content powerhouse. Like you're putting out high valuable, high value content on Instagram across your platforms. You're doing IGTV, you're doing video, all kinds of great stuff. Do you feel like you're lacking in content for stories, or is it a, a lack of clarity around what what should be on stories, or how to make your stories more kind of real life and not as polished and branded? 
is that I think I'm good at being the professor, right? Yeah. If you if you look at my content, it is high value, but it's a lot of empowering you or teaching you or sharing this thing I learned about my business. I'm not yeah. talking about much else. Yeah. And so I guess, and maybe my question is an impossible one. Maybe I want the best of both worlds here and I'm open to that, mm-hmm. but I want people to see my life. I want people to see my life without seeing my daughters. And so I just don't yeah. feel like I'm I feel like there's an opportunity on stories to just be a little more real than I'm being. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Why do you want them to see your life? Why, why does that feel so important to you? To me, that's where real connection comes from. Yeah. Right. And that trust and affinity, but also I just think about how easy it is to put anybody on a pedestal. Yeah. And then if I put you on a pedestal, that means I am less than. And if I relate to myself as less than in my business, I'm just less willing to take risks and I'm less willing to trust myself and things just naturally feel harder. And my mission really is to help people heal themselves, which is why I work with coaches because they help people heal themselves and there's this ripple effect. And I think that pedestal needs to be knocked down in order to do that. And I feel myself standing on a ped. I I see the content I put out makes it easy to put me on a pedestal and I want to be more real. Yeah. It sounds like you, you're feeling like you may be inaccessible to some of the people who want to work with you or some of the people who want to, or, or even people who want to get closer to you as a human, not just as the entrepreneur, but as a human. And it feels like that's difficult right now. Right. We even had a coaching call this morning with one of my small groups. And one of them said like, well, I just want She's talking about her launch. And she's like, I just, my goal is to be more like Dallas. And I had to take a time out and say, okay, so here's what you're doing way better than what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. I just want them to, I think I want them to trust themselves more than they trust me. And I think the way they can really trust me is to see what life looks like. Yeah. Okay. So one of the first things that I want to offer is the fact that the entire conversation we've had for the past 10 or 15 minutes or so would make for incredible Instagram stories. (laughs) Um, (laughs) the, The simple fact of you navigating, trying to understand this for yourself and, and how you want to show up, um, is immediately disarming. It's immediately taking you off the pedestal mm. because you're showing, well, Dallas doesn't, Dallas needs to understand. She needs, she needs help on this, this topic. So great Instagram story, uh, conversation. Um, one of the first things I'd love for you to consider is creating, and it sounds like you may already have this internally, but I want you to write it down. Um, on a piece of paper or, or a Google doc for folks who are listening, however you best, you know, kind of do your notes taking. I want you to have one side, the left side of your page to be, um, uh, we'll just call it the, the in playlist. And then on the other side, I want that side of the page to be your off limits list. Great. And on the left side, I want you to put, I want you to think about all the things that you are comfortable creating content around personal things, interests, hobbies, what are some things that are in play for you? And then what's off limits for you? So when we start to, and I want you to get pretty detailed here, and I want you to even think, what are the, 
maybe vulnerable, messy, uncomfortable sides of myself or my life that I am willing to share because it is of service to my audience. That's the big stipulation, because it is of service to my audience. We're not just participating in this, you know, vulnerability for the sake of vulnerability, right? Right. So what is in play and then what is off limits? I'll give, I'll, I'll give you an example if that would be helpful. Right. Yeah. Um, so I talk a lot in my story about some pretty vulnerable, like traumatic experiences, some difficult things. One of those things I talk about is my father's death in Mm -hmm. 2017 and what that was like and the suddenness of it. And then the lessons I learned from that, that changed the entire trajectory of my life and business and relationships and all of that. That's, that is, that's in play for me because it's part of my story. It's true. You know, it's, it really happened. It's in service to my audience because it taught me valuable lessons that I can then relay to them. So that's in play, but it's vulnerable. It's scary to talk about sometimes, but it's of service to my people. But then in the off-limits column, I have things like, I don't talk about what happened to my relationship with my mother and my brother after my father's death Mm -hmm. and some of the difficulties I've dealt with there. I don't talk about that because that's not mine to share. That's theirs to share, you know? So thinking of it with that context, we we know like showing your daughter is going to be in the off-limits list. But what is maybe something that feels maybe a little bit vulnerable or even a little bit scary to talk about that you would be comfortable putting on that end playlist? Right. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is because she is such a huge part of my life, it also yeah. doesn't feel authentic to not talk about her at all. Yeah. Right. But I could talk about lessons that she teaches me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like she did this thing. It was so funny. Just the other day, she and her best friend had quite a, an altercation. And then we saw them a few days later and they played and it all seemed good. So we get in the car and my daughter says, mom, I'm not resolved. Right. She's five. And I'm like, wow, that is crazy that she's contemplating all this. And then two minutes later, mom, what does resolved mean? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, you know, telling, I, I am actually comfortable telling uplifting little lessons that she teaches me because she teaches them all every day. And yeah. often they relate to like what it, what it means to be a human in the world, but also yeah. having a business. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by the coach class. You know, the most common and most dangerous question other coaches ask me is this, what more should I be doing? Now, this question keeps you stuck scrambling every month to find some clients, throwing a launch together at the very last minute, or just trying to piece together some semblance of a business strategy from all the free stuff you can find out there online. So instead of asking, what more should I do? The real question here is, how can I do less? Or where can I go deeper? And those are the questions we'll tackle inside a brand new class for coaches called, of course, the coach class. So if you're tired of winging it, second guessing yourself at every turn and working way too hard to keep your business running, the coach class will change your life. Go to watchthecoachclass.com right now to grab your free spot inside this special class for coaches who want an easier path to six figures because that easier path exists and the coach class will show it to you. Registration is open this week. So again, 
Please visit watchthecoachclass.com now to reserve your spot. I will see you there. And now back to the show. Can you just speak into for a minute? Yeah. The question about does it serve my audience? Like, how do yeah. you determine for yourself if something is vulnerability for the sake of vulnerability and when it yeah. actually, how it serves the audience? Yeah. For me, it has to pass two, two questions that I ask myself and I teach my clients this. So the first question is, what will my audience get out of this? So what is the learning? What it, it doesn't always have to be educational. I think that's where we can actually get a little bit hung up as, uh, as people who teach or who share our knowledge online because we think it all has to be how-to, educational. Do It doesn't always have to be. So what will they learn from this? How will this inspire them? How will this motivate them? How will this challenge them? Like sometimes our audiences need to be pissed off a little bit and like yeah. frustrated by what we're saying. So what will my audience get out of this? And then what will my audience do with this? There must be action paired with the learning. So how will they either show up differently? How will they think differently? Will they make a decision? Or it could be as simple as, will they interact with this content? Like, will they like this post? Like, that is the clear, like, I just want you to like this. I want you to share this. Um, Or, you know, I want you to have the entire trajectory of your life changed by this one post on Instagram. (laughs) But those two questions are the filter. That's really helpful. Thank you. I love this. I'm already writing down some things that are in play. Um, (laughs) Good. That's helpful. Yeah, because it's easy to just focus on the things I don't want to do. And then, well, there's nothing else right? That I can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's another concept I want to share with you that I think would be really helpful because this helps us create some context for the content we're going to share with our audience on Instagram. So it's this idea that uh, I call shared experiences. And it's really rooted in the fact that when, if we were to distill all of the most successful online business owners on Instagram, who are actually successful on Instagram. I'm not talking about the folks who have a successful successful business and they just use Instagram as like a, a, a dumping ground for their content or a billboard. You, do you get that distinction? I hear you, yes. Okay, so those who are actually generating leads, sales, community on Instagram. If we were to kind of break down what they're doing in terms of the personal relatable content, we would find that they, that they are typically creating content around these shared interests or value, not not values, because they're rooted in values, shared interest or hobbies or experiences with their community. So what you can do is just think of two to three of these shared experiences, and I'll give you some more context in a second, where you are comfortable creating content on a regular basis. Now, a shared experience is something that is true to you. It is a true interest or hobby or passion that you have, and it is shared by your ideal client. So this is why we have to really understand our ideal person, because this is where a lot of people get into the habit of, you know, and no offense to anyone who's listening, if this is you, but the crazy cat lady on Instagram, who's always talking about her cats, but her ideal client isn't a pet owner. Right. So there's no connection. This is why we get into those places where people are saying, well, all they do is post their lunch on Instagram. No one cares about their lunch. Right. Mm. So it needs to be shared with your audience. So a personal example that I have, and I talk about this a lot is I genuinely love Target. I love shopping at Target. I love going to Target. I'm not paid by Target. I'm not sponsored by Target. No matter what people think, they've not given me any money. Although if you're listening and you're from Target, DM me at Tyler J. McCall. (laughs) Um, 
I genuinely love Target. My ideal client is a mom. She's typically in her like late 20s to mid 50s. Um, and I don't want to stereotype or generalize, but y'all love Target. Like that's kind of like a, a shared experience we have. So when I talk about shopping at Target and my love of Target and she loves Target and she enjoys shopping at Target, we create this connection around Target that is within the universe of our relationship with one another but it has nothing to do with my product or service. And it's a relationship that we can have that is independent of my goal of monetizing our relationship. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So it's for me, it's first knowing who my ideal client is. Yeah. And then without judgment, because where I can go is I'm so boring, right? But I followed you and I love your target posts. Yes. Right? And I don't, I'm not even really a target person, but I sure love your target post because it makes me feel like I know you. Yes. Right. So without judgment, just identifying those things that I am legitimately invested in and um, passionate about that yes. also connect that my dream client is also interested in and passionate about. And this is yes. something that can exist whether I have a business or not. Yeah. And whether they buy from you or not. Right. Yes. I I think a lot of times we get hung up in this idea that, well, I only want, and there's, there's some value to this. Like we really want to build an audience of people online who are going to buy our products and services. Like that is the goal. But we also forget that there are lots of people who end up coming to our business who are referred by people who follow us online, who've never bought our product or service. Mm -hmm. So even building a relationship of those like-minded people is expanding your network, growing your audience. And this is what we talk about, why we, we talk about follower to fan, because a fan does the work of marketing your business for you. Got it. And it's that shared experience that opens the door to people truly becoming a fan. Exactly. Yeah. And shared experiences are so important, especially on Instagram stories, because they create a gateway for direct messages and conversations. And those types of that type of content is extremely disarming to our people. And what we find time and time again is that social media is all about habits and creating habits in our followers. Our followers, social media users, have habits already. So we either need to uh, latch onto those habits and, and work within them. We need to interrupt those habits, or we need to help them develop a new habit. Mm-hmm. So a habit that we can help our followers develop is direct messaging us. And a great way to get them in the habit of DMing us is by sharing personal, shared experience, vulnerable, honest, whatever it may be, relatable content and asking for their feedback, asking for their insight, asking for their support, asking for their input, whatever it may be, and creating a conversation. And what we find time and time again is if you can get someone to direct message you the first time, it becomes so much easier after that. And then a month, three months down the road when you're saying, hey, I'm offering discovery calls. Hey, I have a new free uh, resource. Hey, I'm doing a free masterclass training. Send me a DM to learn more. They're used, they've done it before. It's not scary anymore. Got it. That makes so much sense. Okay. So creating those shared experiences helps build trust and affinity. I feel clear on that. It also helps move into that communication habit of DMs. And DMs is a very effective and strong sales strategy. Yeah. 
um, if people are accustomed to communicating with you in that way. If they're not, it's a harder gap to fill. Am I following? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't want you to leave this conversation, Dallas, and start saying, okay, well, every time I post a story, I'm always going to ask my people to DM me because that's what Tyler said, because what's going to happen is you, you may get some DMs that you probably will because your audience knows you and you have a following online, but folks who are listening that may be new to this, if you start asking for the DM and you're not getting any DMs, and then we get into all that mental drama of no one loves me. No one's going to DM me. This isn't going to work. Tyler's so dumb. This is never, I can't believe he's taught Dallas that. (laughs) This never works. Well, of course it's not working because, excuse me, you haven't trained your people to build that relationship with you. And there's this whole concept we teach called engagement habits. It's about layering habits and getting our followers to that place of trust with us where they're willing to DM regularly. But really those shared experiences are the gateway to those direct messages. I hear you. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So can we go back and talk about your process, if you have one, or how you can help me pinpoint those topics for shared experience. Because I feel myself, Tyler, I'm like, I am boring. I am boring. (laughs) I have no interests, (laughs) which I know isn't true. So help me on that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the cool thing is everyone is boring. Um, And we're in an interesting time in in kind Mm. of the human experience where so many of the things that used to be unique about us, uh, we can't really do anymore. We can't access anymore. For example, I'm a traveler. I love travel. My husband and I spent over half the year on the road in 2019. Like 2020, we had mapped out like we were going to be gone months at a time. And now we're just at the house, you know? So like that was that was kind of a part of my identity that was taken away. And a lot of people are experiencing that. So the fear of being boring is really... It's a, I think it's a fear that so many entrepreneurs have online. Mm-hmm. I can say this, this is kind of a little bit of a side note here, Dallas, but one of the best ways to address the belief that you're boring is to be really strict with yourself um, about your blinders and the boundaries you have for the content you're consuming from others that do what you do. Because... Mm-hmm right? That judgment of ourself and that belief that I'm boring could be coming from the fact that other people who do what you do appear to not be boring. Does that make sense? I hear you. Yeah. So really being protecting myself in that way. So I don't fall into compare and despair. What's coming up for me as you share that is just checking myself, checking the the fiction that I've written, right? Because I can't even really think of anyone no one comes to mind, right? Like who do I follow who triggers that in me? But it's these imaginary people out there (laughs) with these very interesting lives that I actually am not even seeing on Instagram. So just really, really giving myself permission to be who I am and share that. And it's, and if it's boring, it's, it's boring, but it's real. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So what would be, let's brainstorm a little bit. What would be, um, what are maybe three to five Mm -hmm. of your interest outside of work? (laughs) Um, Which I don't think is hard for you, but for some folks listening, it may be difficult outside of your profession, outside of, you know, how you've been brainwashed to monetize your talents and skills. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) What are three to five things that you 
are legitimately interested in and that that or you're passionate about that you would feel comfortable talking about online? Let's start there. Okay, great. Um, true crime podcasts. Love it. Okay. Okay. It's like a sickness I have. True crime podcasts. I really love fashion. I want to actually, I got my colors done a couple of years ago by uh, the color guru, Jeannie Stilf. We'll put a link in the show notes. And it was life-changing for me. So I'm obsessed now with my colors. And yeah. I'll even do experiments where if I don't wear a color on my wheel, it's interesting to see how I'm received versus when I wear a color on my wheel. So I'm like way into my colors. Um, I love cookbooks. I'm not a good, like I can't walk into the pantry and whip up something amazing, but if yeah. you give me a recipe, I will make it and it will look exactly like the picture. And I really you, love that. Mm -hmm. Can I ask, are you a cookbook lover for the recipes or for like the stories of the cookbook or for the, what is the it pictures? about? It you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The pictures for sure. And also, um, that feeling of accomplishment. Yeah. Right. Cause I, as thank you for this question. I don't think of myself as a good cook. So I, when I can create the meal and it looks like the picture, I feel like I've like, overcome an obstacle in my life. And then if my kid will eat the meal, that's even like a whole nother victory, but I really love cookbook photos and I love making a meal that looks like a cookbook meal. <laughs> yeah. And can you just maybe just take a second to pay attention to all of the coaching and business lessons you can share from cooking something from a cookbook? Oh, I mean, so many. Do you want me to share what's coming to mind? Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the first one is like making substitutions. Like if I don't have sumac. Yeah. I don't have sumac in my house. I don't even, I had to Google it to find out what it was. <laughs> Sounds like you've been cooking from Bon Appetit. They love sumac. Yeah, right? <laughs> so like making substitutions and that lesson yeah. of like still trusting yourself and being yeah. resourceful when it feels like you can't, right? Mm -hmm. um, and also like how you deal with uh, disappointing results. Because mm -hmm. I don't always, it doesn't always look like the picture, right? In the book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Especially with baking, it like never looks like the picture. <laughs> so, and just like being open to experiment, like there's a million yeah. things I could. I totally. Could yeah. yeah. And, and it doesn't, I, it doesn't always have to time, you know, it, it, that feels like a very natural way for us to be like, oh, well, I enjoy this and it ties back to my business in this way. So there's opportunity for it to tie back and share a lesson. And there's also opportunity just to say, I'm in the kitchen today trying this recipe, follow along as I try it out. You right. know, like right. there's opportunity to, to do that too. To do so. both. Okay. Right. I love this. So true crime podcast, fashion, uh, cookbooks and cooking from cookbooks. Anything else that you had? I love my dogs. Yeah. Okay. And I also, I'm really into skincare. I'm 43 now. So I like things are changing <laughs> uh, and I'm really into, I'm really into skincare and I have quite a skincare ritual that yeah. I've actually had as a kid. I'm 43, but like since I, I've, I have not skipped a night of washing my face since I was 11 years old. So that's definitely something I'm super into. And to me, that sounds so super boring, but it's there. Yeah. So, okay, I'm just going to coach myself for a second. So, like, the value of routine. 
right? So clear about your priorities and your non-negotiables. Like those are both lessons that my skincare routine like connects right back to coaching and running a business. So, yeah. All right. So those are just five examples. I'm sure you could think of more, but do any of those stand out? If, If you were to really tap into your ideal, your dream client right now, um, what are the things that maybe they are most interested in or that they would see and that would get them to kind of like perk up, pay attention, stop what they're doing, listen, read, whatever it may be? Yeah, for sure. The cookbook thing. Okay. Yeah, no question. The cooking and actually true, true crime podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I, my dream client loves true crime podcasts and that I'll have to think more about how that connects, right? Or what that even how that would play out, but that's definitely a shared interest. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. That's helpful. So there's, there's like two really simple entry points for uh, creating some connection. And so what we're doing here is just helping you, first of all, get really clear on what's in play and what's off limits. So creating some clear, some clear boundaries for you there. And then from there, giving you some more, giving you some like legitimate concrete ideas for where you can jump off and start creating content that's outside of the branded beautiful business type of stuff. Does that make sense? Yes. And this is so helpful because what you've done for me is help me focus my mind instead of pulling out my phone. What should I talk about on Instagram today? (laughs) Right. Because the question I was going to ask you, and maybe you have a couple tips for our listeners before we go, but I was going to ask like, okay, so now how do I know what to post and like what, where do I need to focus my brain in order to be thinking about stories? But you answered that question. Now when I'm in my shared interest with my audience and now I've just chosen three to five, I don't have to post about everything. It actually Mm -hmm. helps quiet the noise in my mind and make it easier to create the content. So thank you. Exactly. You're welcome. Yeah. So I think a next step for you and then for anyone listening is just to go ahead and I would love for you, and you you don't have to do this now because you're kind of it's like making a commitment, but just get just decide how many days per week can you show up on stories? And could you commit to that for nine for 90 days for a quarter? Um, and when I say show up on stories, what I mean is that you're going to show up, you're going to create a complete story from beginning to end. That story is going to in- include about nine to 12 different little segments of the story. So a segment is a video, text on the screen, a picture, a boomerang, something like that. A full story is going to include nine to 12 of those. And it's going to have a clear beginning. You're going to introduce the story and what you're talking about. You're going to take your followers through an experience and you're going to wrap it up at the end. You're going to say, thanks for watching. Send me a DM. Let me know what you think. Come back tomorrow. Swipe up. Get the whatever it may be. There's some kind of resolution at the end. So that's something to consider, you know, how many days per week can you commit to doing that? And one of those days could be just like a legitimate work day, you know, a really great entry point for you into in stories content. It's just when you're finishing up your work day, maybe it's when you've had coaching calls for the day or something like that, you're going to hop on stories for three to five minutes and say, Hey, I just had a great day of coaching my clients. One of my clients had this question. This is how we handled it. This was the result that they got right? And that could be a story. Or it could be, you know, Saturday morning, you're just going to take some quick shots and videos as you're making brunch. And then, you know, when there's nap time and everyone's kind of doing their thing on Saturday afternoon, you're going to post. Or Sunday night after everyone's in bed, you're going to like sneak away to the bathroom and like whisper into your skincare routine on stories for your people and try something like that. Got it. 
Okay. I am going to make a commitment so that I will follow through. Right now, my commitment is to build the habit. We talk about habits all the time inside the Six Figure yeah. Group Club, right? So I know I can make two days a week a habit. Perfect. And when that feels habitual, then I'll look at three. But if I commit to three, Amazing. I'm not going to be consistent. So. <laughs> I love it. And then you miss one. You're like, well, you know what? Screw it. It never worked anyway. So, <laughs> yes. Okay. So step number one for me and for everyone listening, I'm going to make my in-play list and my off-limits list. Yeah. Then I'm going to really have my dream client in mind and make a list of those things in my life that I'm interested in and passionate about. The more mundane, perhaps the better. Yes. And you gave great examples, true crime podcasts, skincare, your pets, parenting, food, exercise, and it can get even specific yoga, or I really love my Peloton, or, Mm -hmm. you know, it can get as specific as that, or as general as I just love moving my body every day. Like, just so people have some context, it could be literally anything. It could be anything. Right. Okay. And then um, when I have the, and then I'm going to pick three to five so that I can quiet the noise and actually focus and more easily decide what I'm, what content I'm going to create for stories. And then maybe I I feel for myself, Tyler, I need to just maybe spend the afternoon giving myself space to come up with ideas in the way that we did in this conversation, just to get more, um, feel more possible. And my commitment to you um, and everyone listening is two stories, which is nine to 12 beginning, middle and end um, segments, uh, two of those a week. Yeah. And I want to encourage you, Dallas and folks who are listening, once you've figured out maybe those three to five shared experiences that you're going to create content around, do that try it a couple times, you know, the skincare, let's take that for example, try the skincare stories a couple of times over a few weeks and just gauge the response. Are you getting lots of DMs, lots of engagement? If so, that could be one of those shared experiences that sticks. If it's crickets, you move on to the next thing and try something else. Right. It doesn't mean that I was right. My life is boring. (laughs) Yes. It does not mean that. Got it. Okay. This is so, this is exactly what I was hoping because boy, I just really was letting my beliefs around like my boundaries with my daughter, give me an excuse to hide, Mm -hmm. right. And be the professor online. And well, I can't share about my life because she is my life. And I, I see where that was me letting myself off the hook and robbing me of this thing I really want, which is this shared connection. It's really helpful. Yeah. And really robbing your audience of the opportunity to get to know you in a way that they don't right now. Yeah. 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 It's really helpful. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I'm excited. (laughs) Good. Oh, I'm excited too. Yeah. This is going to be so good. It's going to be so good for you. Oh, it's great. It's great. So, all right. This was really helpful for everyone listening. Tyler, let's remind them about that masterclass because this scratches the surface really of what that Mm -hmm. class covers. So can you remind everybody about the masterclass and then maybe let us know where to find you on Instagram? Yeah. So the masterclass is at tylerjmccall.com slash free. Uh, And yeah, like you said, Dallas, it kind of, we just touched on some of the things that I'm going to talk about in class, especially if you're asking yourself like, well, who was my ideal follower? We're going to talk about that in class. If you're asking yourself how to create healthy Instagram habits where I'm not just sucked into my phone for five hours a day and not getting any results, we're going to talk about that in class. So tylerjmccall.com slash free. And then you can find me on Instagram at tylerjmccall or at tyler or just tylerjmccall.com. My podcast is there and some other fun stuff is over there as well. 
Great. Thank you. This was very illuminating and helpful. And it's always just so fun for me to connect with people who are really good at what they do and really passionate about helping people. And that is truly who you are and how you show up in the world. So thanks for joining us today. It was great to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks again for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review the show. That's the best way you can show your support. I'd also love to connect on Instagram. So go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode or maybe a photo of yourself listening along to the podcast. Post it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to mention me. I'm at Dallas Travers and I'll send some Instagram love right back at you. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Until then... Keep going on your six-figure journey.